Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast session for SEMA. My name is Eddie. I've been in the podcast sessions prior, and today we have Sergio Peralta, Ramses Beatman, and Kyle Archer. Today's topic is actually really interesting. I'm actually really fascinated to get other people's perspectives. Who are slash were your mentors and how do they help you? And I can sort of start since I do have kind of an idea of like how integral it is to have mentors and applying that logic to anything really, not just engineering as a whole. I think in general, just having a mentor enforcing, you know, for your mentality and like advocating for you and we can deviate from engineering if we need to, or even in development and kind of get the perspective from QA, right? Product managers, if we can. We got Kyle, who's from DevOps. I think that'd be kind of cool to get his perspective as well. I'm probably not the prime example that we can use, but essentially just speaking for me, before I even decided or even flirted with the idea of becoming a developer, and I was hitting my late 20s and I didn't know what I wanted to do, Right, it was sort of like a dead end job, no room for advancements. And it was kind of like hating my depression personally, because like I had no room for growth. I started questioning my my life decisions. And then my older brother would tell me, like, hey man, like you should consider picking up programming. You know, I think that might be a really good idea for you. And at that point he had been developing for like 10 plus years. And so like he kind of guided me at the beginning, gave me ideas of like what to look at. And so I ended up looking at YouTube videos on like tutorials on like how to create your own projects and doing online courses. I didn't really get very far personally. Um, I kind of hit like a dead end and I was like, dang, like it's really hard to stay motivated when you're shifting career paths like that without actually getting paid because it's kind of like a second job without pay until you're able to get the skills enough to uh, convince someone to hire you. And so it went on like that for almost two years of like constantly grinding. And at one point I went to college, right? I decided I'm like, I can just do this by myself. I reached out to my older brother and I'm like, hey man, like can you give me some resources on what I can do to kind of kickstart, you know, my knowledge. He sent me like Code Wars um, before. And so I did a few courses on that. And then I even flirted with the idea of uh, doing a boot camp. But my biggest thing was just having the discipline to like not stay in the same job that I was at. So me personally, having a mentor when you're going through that change of the career, of the career choices, it doesn't matter like if you're a kid or you're an adult, there are going to be some times where you're confronted with challenges and like you have to innovate and write your own solutions or come up with your own solutions. Uh, and that can be kind of daunting at times and a bit overwhelming. And so having a mentor, you know, provides a lot of that ease of pain. So like they can cheer you on anytime you're down and like they can provide some sort of like policy or like a guideline on like to enforce the decisions. And, you know, they can advocate for you if they are in the same industry as you, you know, they can give you like a recommendation eventually, you know, when you feel like you're ready or even like a study buddy, having a mentor that kind of can sit by you and kind of get you unstuck is super valuable. That's kind of my origins and my idea behind why having a mentor is really important. And I think that was integral for me to landing my first job in the engineering department. 
Before we started recording, we were kind of talking a little bit about the different engineering departments. And that's something that's, to me, a little bit interesting in software. I came through and I did first uh, seven years, I believe, in engineering. I did that in the QA focus. And I had the opportunity in the QA focus to have uh, what I feel like was different sets of mentors. I did have my QA mentors, one, you know, being a coworker and several bosses that were always out to have my back, but I'd also uh, like dev mentors and IT mentors that were willing to show me the ropes in IT and some that were willing to show me the ropes in the development atmosphere that were how could we get QA involved in here? How could we get QA coding? You know, one job I was a, they called it a dev QA. I was on the QA team, but I worked directly with the developers. I was on a team of four or more developers and it was just me as the QA, right? And of course, in that boat, they want automated tests. They want uh, API tests. They want that type of thing. And, you know, some of the time they have to kind of teach you how to do that coding. So I had those kind of, you know, mentors getting more into the QA automation side of it, I ended up getting a boss and I'll name drop him. Uh, Nelson, he was a boss that I had while I worked at a company called Inside Sales. He ended up seeing something in me that others hadn't and gave me a chance to code. And he brought me onto this um, monitoring team. And while on that monitoring team, I feel like between him being a, uh, a mentor and in the political atmosphere and um, giving me confidence to be more of a lead on my team and stuff like that. He helped me there, but it also gave me the opportunity to work more with uh, DevOps. And in so I ended up getting what I would call, you know, DevOps mentors. And there are uh, a few great people that I, I would still consider mentors. And I appreciate their assistance, you know, getting me going in DevOps and so much that, where I'm working now at ASEMA, one of those mentors is here and I'm working directly with him. It's just interesting. You can look directly for your specific field to find what mentors are available to you, but don't ignore the mentors that are in, you know, other specializations, QA, dev systems, IT, all that. Kyle, you mentioned something and I'm just kind of curious. Prior to the monitoring team, that was the first team that you joined. Was that the first team that kind of got you your start in the engineering department? QA is engineering in my mind. It was a job prior that I was more of a, a manual QA tester. But going up to that, I was uh, more of an automated tester, you know, the Selenium type tests. But going to the monitoring team that I spoke of directly, there was a bit of Selenium, but we used a framework called Robot Framework that's based in Python. But then we ended up writing direct Python scripts as well to do some of the uh, the testing, which we test like phone calls and stuff like that. That's awesome. What's your opinion behind having a mentor? Do you think that's important? Or rather, can you be successful without having a mentor? And adding on top of that, do you think you would have been successful had you not had a mentor? I'm kind of thinking I could have been successful, but... I don't think that I personally would have been near as successful. I don't think that I would have broken into the uh, different specializations very well without somebody kind of showing me the ropes, showing me these are the things you can do and what to do, because I feel like a lot of the time without a mentor, you don't really have a direction. You're not, you kind of have an idea of what needs to be done, 
and a mentor with experience is going to have an idea of how to accomplish it, even if it's old technologies with a new face. What I'm thinking here is Vagrant. So at my previous job, I used a tool called Vagrant. So having somebody show you how to use Vagrant was really good. And then, you know, when everybody started adopting more of the Docker practices, that was a lot easier to jump on board with. And having the discipline on my own to know when and how I should switch from a tool like Vagrant over to something like Docker, I'm not sure if I would have been aware of that. I agree. Like I kind of share like a similar sentiment. It becomes difficult to understand, you know, new technologies when you're first getting in and like to differentiate between like what's working, what's new, what's not working, the pain points of either. And like having a mentor that's already been through those pains, you know, will kind of give you a shortcut to that success. I attribute that sort of like a cheat code, right? Like if someone's already gone through that struggle personally and they're willing to share that advice to you so that you can go through the same struggles. <laughs> I think that's part of a reason to why I really enjoy mentors. I, I feel like in my time in the, in the university, yeah, I have good ones. I can say a couple of my teachers were uh, good one mentors, but I have tons of teachers. So um, I feel like it's a lack. I don't know if it's only my country, but it's something like people really interested in you learning. So that's the reality about mentors, like people that they care to you, they care what you're doing, they care what's the route you are taking. So since in the past, I had a few contexts or, or few mentors helps, I just tried to convert in a mentor when I was a teacher. So I tried to do this to my students. I tried to do this with the people that I was working, even if I have a uh, few contexts I was trying to do that and that's because I lack of mentorship in the past and you made me figure out this <laughs> and now I understand why because I lack of this and it's not funny but that's made me try many things just try many languages I try many many stuff until I got a clear path of what I, I wanted to do so I guess if I will have a mentor in the past that helped me, I guess, right now I will be in a better position. So that's my perspective. It's sad, but it's not bad at all. I don't know if it's, it's something from my country uh, or it's something in the culture in my country that is not allowed to people show you or guide you in some ways, you know? So that that's my input. It's like, like a sad, but I just try to do mentorship for others. And even I work it with my students on projects and open source projects as well. So yeah, that's awesome. Sergio, that's kind of interesting. You kind of come from a mentality of being a mentor versus being mentored, right? So yeah. I'm kind of curious to pick your brain on like, what are the commonalities that you typically find when you bring on a student? What's kind of the struggles that you see when you're mentoring someone? Most of the people that need mentorship, they don't know where is the future. They don't know how these tools, how this stuff will help uh, in the future. The main struggle that I saw, at least in, in software development, at least in my country, is like they don't know so much about software. They don't know so much about tools and they didn't know how they can do 
And even if they're interested in money, if they're interested in, in build stuff, probably they lose the path of learning one thing. And probably a, a good mentor can say, hey, you can learn this bunch of things. You can accomplish this path. You know, you can accomplish being a software developer. You can accomplish being a QA. But they has a few contexts and they didn't know what is the right path. That's the thing I notice, at least here, you know, I, I'm not talking about globally, you know, but that's my opinion. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really cool. Kind of want to give you a little bit to Ramsey's because you kind of played the role on both, I think, from actively mentoring the people in the company, people reaching out to you for help. But at the same time, you've been through that pathway as well, where you've reached out and you've gone help. So I'm kind of curious on your perspective on like the value behind mentorship. Uh, you mentioned something really important. Right now, I feel like actually I am switching back between roles. Yeah, since I lack from knowledge in the stack, Eddie and many people here is explaining me some stuff. And, and at the same time, I have experience in areas that I, I am sharing this knowledge. It's part of the culture of this company, and that's awesome. So I like it so much. I agree. I can attest to that. Yeah, I've, I've been on kind of both sides of it, probably more of the receiving mentorship than providing mentorship. But I do tend to find uh, that I like to provide mentorship. Mentorship is interesting. I don't know if it's necessarily needed, but I do find that it's it's very helpful by yourself, you could figure out how to do things, but you might not necessarily know all of the why, why something is done a certain way. So having that that mentorship or, or someone to, to mentor you and kind of walk you through why certain things you know happen or you know, how to do certain things, I think is is pretty valuable. Did you have mentors when you first started and was that in, integral to your success? Uh, yes and no. I'd say I had a few mentors couple of the senior developers and product managers were pretty integral in providing me the opportunity to expand into different roles and have also been just thrown into essentially a firehose of different uh, situations. But I think with their help, they've provided me the tools where I don't necessarily need, you know, that assistance or that like continual mentorship. It's they've provided me a good foundation of resources where I can work out the solutions generally by myself, but obviously need some sort of assistance. I can still reach out to them or reach out to you know my other peers. Yeah, and I think uh, primarily most of my uh, mentorship since I started has come from Simon for the most part. And I think a lot of us from this call, since we've been employed, can kind of attest to that, that uh, having mentorship when shifting projects or something that's asked of you that you have no knowledge in is important in order to find success. Dominic is actually one of the interns for this year at ASIMA. And I'm actually kind of interested because you kind of have a different perspective um, than all of us. Um, I don't know if any of us, and please correct me if I'm wrong, on the call that have been involved in the internship. Um, So I'm kind of curious to kind of hear your perspective since you're kind of going to school and uh, kind of give us your perspective on how important it is for a mentorship. I personally find that having a mentor is a pivotal part of being able to be successful, at least for me. Like I know that Ramsey had mentioned, you know, 
you're able to figure out a lot of things by yourself. You know, you might be able to get a task complete, but as to why those things work or why you're completing that task, I think those questions are better answered by somebody who has a little more insight and knowledge compared to what I have at least. Uh, that's why so far this, you know, the internship is great. I really enjoy being here just because it's a little bit different than actually going to like school, different classes and stuff. Cause in classes, yeah, you're going to learn about fundamentals and concepts of things, but here you're actually able to apply those things to a real business environment, which is super awesome. Cause just the fact that I'm able to come in every single day and learn something that will be useful for my career in the future is just like, it's the best, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity for sure. But as far as like mentors go, yeah, I think it's, it's very important. I played sports, you know, forever. And some of my most influential figures in my life were coaches that I've had, you know, I had the same coaches for over 12 years and I still interact and talk to them to this day. You know, they have earned my respect and hopefully I've earned their respect because I guess it is a two-way street. But just having somebody that's more knowledgeable is always a key. I'm actually glad you mentioned sports because that's it goes to show that like mentorship or having a mentor in general is key to finding the motivation and getting you unstuck. You mentioned sports, right? And I think that having a someone guide you and motivate you, you know, to kind of move forward, that's the key, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Personally, I'm a fan of, I know tough love is kind of going out of style nowadays and it's got to be all nice and rainbows and butterflies, but, you know, some constructive criticism with a little oomph behind it is a good thing, in my opinion. And when you decided to go to school for development, did you have a mentor to sort of guide you on like selecting development? And if you did, were they integral on like helping you advance as far as you have? Yeah, I always had an idea. Like I really always enjoyed using computers growing up. I was always playing the OG Microsoft pinball on, you know, your 2005 box computers. That was like the greatest thing ever to me. So I think that formulated my opinions on it, but I always liked using computers. Uh, My father's actually, he recruits software engineers. Like he's a software engineer recruiter. So having him to kind of motivate me and be like, Hey, like, look at all these people that I'm hiring and the success that they're achieving and the things that they're able to do because of, you know, the career path they took. I was like, that sounds pretty cool. I think I'm going to have to check it out. So those two things kind of combined together definitely gave me inspiration for where I am currently. That's awesome. I mean, you had a dad as a direct influence to kind of set that path for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So to some degree, your dad sort of was a mentor. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I always say he is my role model for everything. He's the hardest working individual I know. So having him as a mentor is great because it's like, I want to strive to be just like this man. And I try to do so every day. Yeah. Awesome. So we got Mike Chalice that joined Mike, you've been mentored and you are a mentor. Am I right in that assumption? You're correct in both respects. Kind of curious to sort of take your brain from the origins of being mentored and like kind of how far along you've come in 
be on the other side of that coin to mentor other people? I'll start by just calling one person out. A lot of years ago, I worked with a guy. They'll just call him out. His name was Craig Moon. And he was not just a uh, boss, but he was also a mentor. I came into a job uh, out of school. Um, and I had done some software adjacent work before, and I had even been doing some part-time work before this job. So I can say it's my first software job, but it was the one where I, I was really working full-time and it was first consistent full-time software job. And we were in a small office and it was very easy to just kind of turn around and say, hey, I've got a question. And having him there, as well as my peers who were there made a tremendous difference in helping me learn the ins and outs of web development. I had been focused before that really on more technical. Um, I'd done a lot of kind of graphics development, you know, focused a lot on linear algebra, you know, really low level, close to the hardware. Jumping up to web development was a real shift. <laughs> uh, having somebody who really understood what was going on in web development as well as the language I was working in. I was working with language I wasn't that familiar with. And having that kind of anchor to give me a center as I was trying to figure everything out was hugely valuable. I still think back all these years later to his example and want to emulate that. He focused a lot on databases and starting with your data and thinking about what your data should look like. I still carry that with me you know, decades later. That mentorship made a huge difference. Later on at that company, he ended up uh, leaving and I ended up being the only developer for a while. We went through some downsizing. There were a lot of times I wished I had his guidance again. <laughs> uh, and I learned a lot when I was running things alone. But I, uh, and things I probably would not have learned had I been able to lean on a mentor. But on the flip side, I would never have gotten to the point where I could even consider doing that had I not had a mentor to lean on previously. That kind of answers the first question is a mentor is incredibly valuable for launching your career and has continued to be valuable at other times. And I'm going to take that a step further. And sometimes that mentorship comes and maybe usually even doesn't come from somebody who's far more experienced than you are, but rather from a peer who has some insight that you don't have. Being able to have that uh, sounding board is uh, a great source of confidence in being able to move forward without feeling like you're making a misstep because you're blind. That second pair of eyes is just hugely valuable. And sometimes we think that we have to know everything to be a mentor. A lot of times that's not the case. We just have to be able to provide that sounding board, that second pair of eyes, that additional perspective that helps give somebody confidence in what they're doing. Your second question, I've spent a lot of time mentoring as well being in the role of a mentor. And uh, I've seen a lot of people go on and you know, be really successful. I think that one of the best things that you can do in your career is take the time to mentor people. It's kind of paying back. And so I could say, you know, it's just good citizenship. But further than that, for me, it's been the most rewarding part of my career, being able to help other people become better at what they're doing is, I think, more gratifying than anything I do. You know, there's that huge thrill that you get from solving a, a nasty bug or from reaching a point where a feature is working that's a little hard to express. Absolutely, that's a wonderful part of software development. But I think that even more rewarding is helping somebody and letting them get to that point, helping them reach that point where they have that epiphany 
whatever hormone it is, maybe dopamine, <laughs> you get when you hit that moment where it works. Being able to see that in somebody else, I feel like, is even more rewarding than when you've accomplished it yourself. So even if you're selfish, it's worth doing. But you know, more than that, because most of us are not purely selfish in that respect. You know, we, we work together as social beings. Investing the time in your peers gives you the community you'd want to be a part of. That is worth doing. I would highly encourage anybody in a position to give some mentorship when, when you can, to take a little time and do so. Even if it takes you away from getting that project done as quickly as, as you're going to get it done, you are expanding your reach. You are helping other people help become more effective. As a team, you become more effective when you do so. And it's personally gratifying. It's effective for the company that you're working for. And it's just the nice thing to do. <laughs> so how long would you say that you've been in the role for mentoring? I'd have to think about the exact year, but there's somebody who's working with us here at ASEMA that I was a uh, mentor to at his first job about 20 years ago. <laughs> so uh, I've been doing it for a while. Through those times, right? So those 20 plus years that you've been a mentor, for someone who's actually listening to this podcast and is seeking or maybe looking for a mentor, what are some commonalities throughout the years that you found between mentoring other individuals? If you kind of consolidate all of them, I'm sure there's some overlap. There is. One thing that I would say is that people in general want to learn, but a lot of times they are not sure what path they can take. People know that they would like to expand their skills, that they'd like to expand their career, they'd like to do something cool, but they don't know where to step. You know, They don't know where to do next. And so we kind of follow inertia. <laughs> we stay where we are because we don't see a, an avenue to go somewhere else. Something that I've seen repeatedly is that taking some initiative and reaching out to somebody that somebody that may not even be what you traditionally think of as being a peer, reach out to somebody who's in customer support, for example, or somebody who's sitting at the, uh, you know, at the reception desk or somebody who's doing QA. Just reaching out to people like that, just always having an eye open for somebody who's expressed some interest and providing them some opportunities to learn has paid great dividends. I, and I'm thinking about specific examples for each of those roles. I think about somebody who worked at uh, the reception desk, who's now manager for the software department, you know, the engineering department at a company. <laughs> they went from, you know, working as a receptionist to, you know, she's now working, you know, as, you know, leading the entire company uh, as development team. I mentioned somebody in customer service. I've seen somebody from that role go on to being a software architect for a company. Another person from doing customer support I'm thinking of that's, uh, that's gone on to have a very successful software career. People from QA who've gone on to be very successful. So, you know, all of those maybe non-traditional roles, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, I've seen people become very successful. And I, I try to say this regularly, that you don't have to come from a traditional background to necessarily be successful. You just have to <laughs> be provided the opportunities and then latch onto them and don't let imposter syndrome get to you. Just keep working at it. Well, a lot of that only happens if you have a mentor who's willing to help you out. Because otherwise, you just don't even know where to go. You may have all of the initiative in the world, all of the interest, all the motivation, but it's really hard to use that if you don't even know what to do. Sports analogy has been mentioned 
And I think they're very fitting. You can practice your sport all day long. And if you're practicing with bad form, you're not going to get much better. If you have a coach who can teach you how to improve your form, you'll be able to progress in your sport much more quickly because you'll be practicing the right way. Similarly, a mentor in software development will kind of tell you which way to go. They will be able to point you in the directions you can build your skills in ways that you're likely not going to see on your own. Now, you can listen to a podcast like this or uh, you know do some reading. There's things you can do to grow your skills independently. And yes, you absolutely will get better. But that mentor can really give you the direction that can help you develop your best form and more quickly actualize yourself. Step into the places that you should be rather than making a lot of missteps, rather than down a lot of dead ends because you read something, you thought that that was valuable, but really it would have been more effective for you to put your efforts somewhere else. And a mentor can really be that coach. Uh, And we have coaches for a reason. (laughs) We don't usually have teams that are self-coached because the coach can really provide a tremendous uh, amount of assistance. A mentor can do the same. So I sort of like see a mentor as like a cheat sheet to life. And let me kind of elaborate on that a little bit. A mentor typically means that they have more experience than you, meaning they've gone through the pains and agony and bloodshed and tears, you know, the things that made it complicated for them. And now that they have hindsight, having them being a mentor to you can help you avoid going through the same thing. So if, if you have someone's attention and they're willing to provide mentorship for you, I think you should take it, right? I've spoken to a couple of people who say, like, oh, no, I don't need help. I can do it by myself. And I'm like, sure, of course you can. Absolutely. But like if someone extends their arm, right, and they're wanting to help you, I think it'd be kind of silly to not consider that as an option. Yeah, it shaves off tons of time. Debug an issue yourself for two days or reach out and get the answer in like 20 minutes. That's not an exaggeration either, right? <laughs> it really is that kind of tenfold or hundredfold difference in how quickly you can progress. Oh yeah, definitely. I do kind of want to ask this point blank to anyone who wants to provide some feedback on that, but uh, what are some good characteristics from someone you're looking for when you choose them as a mentor? What makes that person a good mentor? Some of the things like that I would see, like the benefit of having a mentor in the beginnings, right? Or even later on in your career, they've helped me, you know, make connections, you know, with like networks between other people who are in the industry, right? So they can put in a good word for you once they've seen the value or like the progress that otherwise other people wouldn't have seen, right? Like mentors have in the past given me like encouragement to continue forward. Um, They also like have provided like accountability for me on like, hey, where are you at? How's your progress going, et cetera. I always see them on my ringside. I would say, think about your favorite teacher that you ever had. And what are the characteristics that made that teacher your favorite? For me, a lot of that is uh, childlike curiosity and playfulness about the subject. They, and I say passionate about what their subject is. Yes, they have a passion about it. They have passion about it because it's fun, right? It's something that they want to be doing. They just love learning. That love is contagious. I think of some of the best teachers I've had. And they were people who really cared about the subject. 
because they say it sparks joy. <laughs> Marie Kondo <laughs> said that. Find the thing that sparks joy. Well, the teacher found something that they loved learning about, and then they kept doing it and shared it with the people around them and chose to do so. If you can find somebody who has that love and enthusiasm for their craft would be maybe the first thing. And you think, well, what about the rest about you know being able to reach out and help you? And all of that is true, but it kind of comes downstream, I think. Somebody who is obviously showing that they love what they're doing is trying to involve you, right? The fact that they are showing it means that they are engaging you socially. If you can see it, it means that they're actually communicating it. Because somebody could love something in silence and you'd never know. There are outward signs. They want you to get involved. Somebody who invites you over like, hey, come look at this, is somebody that you should, I think, immediately start considering as a mentor. Because there's somebody who has volunteered to show you something. They say something in the world that they like, and they want you to experience it with them. Somebody who wants you to have that shared positive experience is somebody that you can probably trust to want to do that again and is worth showing some vulnerability to and be willing to let them help you out. I agree with everything you said, Mike. One thing that I've kind of thought about as we've gone through this, we've talked a lot about being mentored, and I was thinking about how I wouldn't say I've had very many opportunities to actually mentor individuals, but the ones that I have, I've found it to be actually helpful to myself too. Whenever I've mentored somebody, an individual generally will end up asking questions or or seeking insight that I may not have information about or, you know, that I'd never really thought about. For me, it's been good because it filled in some of the gaps in my knowledge, I feel like. I would say there too, if you get a chance to mentor, it's something that will benefit you as well as whoever you're mentoring. Someone once told me something a while back and it sort of just stuck with me. It's like, you can't really claim that you understand something unless you can explain it easier to someone else. Like only then can you like truly say that you truly understand something. And I feel like that's kind of the path. Generally, when when I'm learning something, me personally, maybe others take a different approach. I walk down the happy path. I walk down the needed information and then I say, okay, well, I've got it. I'm good. You know, when you're teaching somebody, trying to explain it to them, they may not be walking down that same path. They're looking for a different answer. or They saw something over in the corner that you never even thought to look at. Agreed. And like, it helps you instill that topic, like in your brain further. It's like when you're able to explain something, I feel like it really helps. All right. Well, this is a great session.